And we're going to learn two Maimarim today. The first Maimar begins. In the essence of that day, or in that very day, all the legions of Hashem went out of the land of Egypt. So it's interesting that it calls the Jewish people Tzivus Hashem in this Pasuk. And this word Tziva is the legions, is the same basic word as one of Hashem's names uh, twice. So Chazal say that Chana was the first one to call Hashem twice. No one called Hashem with that name until Chana came. And uh, then she she uh, sort of uh, revealed, she began this new relationship with Hashem as twice. And Hashem respond, responded to her that you called me with this name. In the future, your son will be, a, the Navi Shmuel will also use this name in a Nevoah. And this continued with the later prophets, and especially the last three prophets, Chagai, Zechariah, and Malachi, they use this name twice most. Now, the Gemara discusses in Shavuos whether uh, this is one of the names that can't be erased, uh, one of the holy names that can't be erased or not, and the conclusion of the Gemara is, yes, it, it, it can't be erased. It's uh, considered one of Hashem's uh, holy names. So we need to understand what does it mean in general, a name of Hashem. What is special about Hashem's name, Yurke Vavke, which is the Shem HaMiyuchad, and uh, then we'll be able to explain the name Tzvais. And with this, then explain also how it links to Tzvais Hashem, that, uh, that at the time of Yitzhiyah, Mitzrayim, the Exodus, all the legions of Hashem left Egypt, meaning referring to the Jewish people. Okay, so we know that Hashem is really beyond any name. Hashem is Pashut. Every name is about a certain energy. And therefore, you can't really, you can't really talk about Hashem as uh, having names because names are descriptions and, limit, and therefore limitations. But nevertheless, we do find in the Torah, it's full of names and descriptions. And Hashem is called all with all these seven names. Hashem is called Chacham, Chassid, like we say in Ashrei, and, um, and Rachman, Avarachman, and many other uh, descriptions. So what's going on? Can you describe Hashem in any way? Or is Hashem totally beyond with no descriptions at all? So... <clears throat> Yes, on one hand, we say that even Chachma compared to Hashem is Asiya, and that's the meaning of the pos of Kolom uh, Chachma Sisa, that uh, every, literally everything is made with wisdom, but also that Chachma compared to Hashem is also Asiya, is also like action. Wisdom is like action, meaning they're both totally uh, be below Hashem. They don't describe Hashem. But then Hashem lowers himself so into the spheres, and then in the spheres, the, these are valid ways of expressing godliness with the first three uh, intellectual spheres, Chabad, then you can call Hashem Mechacham. And then, then there's the uh, the emotional spheres, the seven middas, and then you can call Hashem the other names, Chassid, Rachman, etc., and uh, the fact that Hashem lowers himself into these names is in itself a uh, act of humility 
uh, to, to, in other words, it, the fact that we can praise Hashem is because he lowers himself. That's what it means. That where you find Hashem's greatness, that's where you find his humility. Because the fact that we could describe Hashem in any way is already due to an act of humility that Hashem has lowered himself. Because Hashem's essence is really totally beyond. Now, in Atsilus, although Atsilus already has different spheres, different qualities, but it's still totally one with Hashem and total, totally godliness. And not only that, now with uh, <clears throat> the way uh, Hashem is revealed and the way everything in the world is, is that everything has a Ur and a Kali. It has the, the light, the energy, the soul of the thing or the one, and then the Kali, the vessel, the external, the more materialistic, and uh, so with the, in the world of Atsilus, there's the Ur, which is the light of Hashem. And then there's the Kalim, each of the spheres. There's the Kli of Chachma, vessel of Chachma, vessel of Bina, vessel of Das, etc. Chesed, Kavot, Now, not only is the Ur godly, is the early cause, but even the Kali, even the, the containers, the vessels of Atsilus are also godliness. And all the different names of Hashem represent a different one of the spheres. For example, Kel is Hashem's name in terms of the Kli HaChesed, the vessel, the container of Chesed, of kindness, of Atzilus. And Elikim is uh, the Kli of Gvurov, of uh, discipline and, and limitation, etc. And then we have, we come to Adnai is the name related to, is the Kli of Malchus. So each name represents a different sphere, but they're all the kalim, all just the containers the, that hold Hashem's light and let, let it shine through a different uh, coloring, whereas the name Havaya is not one of the vessels, it's the Ur. The, the name Havaya represents Hashem's light as it shines through each of these kalim. And therefore you can link Havaya with many of these names you can say Havaya Likim or Havaya Likecha you can say Kel Havaya you can say um uh, you know Havaya Adnai and also will as we'll say you can you can link it with the name twice as well so now the the next paragraph for Hinek Siv so the Pasuk says, This is my name, Hashem says, forever. And this is my remembrance, my memory uh, from generation to generation for, forever as well. And in Tikkun Isaiah, it, it says that Shmi, the word Shmi, Hashem, my name, is the numerical value of 350 plus Yudke, the first two letters of Hashem's name, uh, it equals 365. That's the 365 negative precepts that Mrs. Lisa said. And then Zichri, Hashem's my memory, uh, my how I'm uh, how I'm uh, remembered by by others in with Vovke with the last two letters of Hashem's name equals 248. So Zichri is 237 plus Vavke plus another 11 is 248. And that's the 248 positive mitzvahs. So that means that both the positive and negative mitzvahs, they, their source is in Shem Havaya. That the first two letters UK relate to the negative, the Loisase, and the next two Vavke relate to the positive, the mitzvahs. And... 
So all the uh, halachas, whenever something is kosher or apostle, uh, whenever someone is chayev, uh, is liable, or zakai, or is, uh, uh, his innocence, all of that comes out of uh, the uh, Hashem's name, Yudkei Vavkei, which has both the Asay and Leisaseh. So that uh, anything which is allowed that comes from the chesed, Within um, within Hashem's midas, anything which is forbidden that comes from the gvura within Hashem's midas, and that's where the punishment for going again for doing it anyway would come from. And in Hashem's midas, you have Hashem's light shining, and there uh, in those midas, and therefore in Atzilos, even uh, in Atzilos, all the spheres are one with Hashem. Not only the ur, not only the light, but also the kalim. <clears throat> now. Uh, so that's the idea of Yudke Vavke, which is the light, the Hashem's light, which shines in the Midas, uh, is the source of all the positive and negative, because all the Midas of, within Atzilus are all one, one with Hashem. So this uh, now can help us explain why in the Torah it doesn't call Hashem Tzvayis, and only Chana is the first one to call Hashem with that name, because Moshe, who gave the Torah... He, uh, he, the, the Torah is bringing down uh, Hashem's instruction from the world of Atzilus, which is close to Hashem, one with Hashem. And that's where Moshe's prophecy was as well. <clears throat> Although it passed through lower worlds, it passed through Bria, but it, it was at core, it was, it was uh, from Hashem, Moshe's prophecy, like the Torah was, is from Atzilus, from the highest world. And therefore... It it doesn't relate to it, because Moshe is not bring is not uh, bring down from the low worlds from Biyah, It doesn't relate to the name Tzvayis because in Atzilus, so that there are Hashem is one with uh, the spheres are one with Hashem. Whereas in Biyah, there's not the, the there's where there's less revelation of Hashem, and therefore this the uh, in Biyah there's separate independent existence from Hashem. And the Kalim are not one with Hashem. So therefore, Moshe wouldn't wouldn't bring down from there. He would that, that that's uh, below below what he what he what, how he wanted to connect Hashem. Whereas the later prophets, so they had to bring down from Bria, from the, the Hashem's light, from a lower world. And that's why Chana began with Tzvois and then continued with other Nevi'im. Because they weren't at the level of Moshe, they're within Biyah. And uh, in the times of Moshe, you didn't need this because the people were keeping the Torah and therefore they didn't need it to be sort of uh, to, 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 to give a sort of special uh, form to, in order to inspire them to keep it. They were on track. They were doing what Hashem wants. Whereas later on with the Nevi'im, they were trying to coax the, the Yidden to keep the Torah properly. So therefore they had to have a more sort of designed, uh, designed, uh, uh, caused design inspiration, which would talk to the Yidin who were struggling, and therefore it had to be a light of Hashem from a lower world, from Biyah. And uh, the, the, therefore the, the Nevi'im, the prophets, were able to warn them and instruct them, try to inspire them from within a uh, world that they could relate to. <clears throat> 
Now, if they would just, the Nevi'im would just uh, tell the Eden of themselves, then that would, that would be nice, but it wouldn't be uh, the, what they wanted. What they wanted to do is that Hashem's word should be speaking through, through them when they, they uh, tell off the Eden, uh, Nevoah, and therefore uh, they weren't able to have a Nevoah from Atzillus because that would have been too much for the Eden as well as perhaps uh, too, too much for them. And therefore it was from Biyah, and uh, that's how the that's uh, how they were able to uh, uh, tell off the yidden and inspire the yidden from somewhere they could take from, they could relate to. Next, agam. Now, isn't nevuah meant to be Hashem's word itself? So, how with prophecy are they able to say, "Oh, we're going to lower it in order that the yidden will be able to take from it"? So the truth is that nothing was added. It's still the same Torah as Moshe. It was just brought down in uh, uh, through uh, the world of Bria so that the Yidin can relate to it. And uh, that's why the Nevi'im used the name Tzvois often because Tzvois comes from the word legions, hosts. It's uh, like an army, survives an army. And that's all the legions of, of uh, souls and angels in Bria because in Atzillus you don't have, you don't have uh, generally anything except for Hashem. Uh, whereas in Bria you have lots of Neshamas and Malachim, uh, so the Nevi'im brought down Hashem's light into Bria, but even though it's in Bria, it's still Hashem's unlimited light itself, just as as what uh, normally shines only in Atzillus, uh, to the to the extent that even in Bria, the the uh, Kalim, this the, all the different spheres of Bria, also through this through the Nevi'im's effort, were united with Hashem's light. We're one with Hashem's light. And uh, even so, so that we could say which normally we say that Hashem and, and his Kalim are one, normally we say that only in Atzillus it was in Bria as well. Uh, but even so, it wasn't that they're separate beings that come together, but they they were actually one. In other words, you could say, uh, like Bitoyesh is, is saying that they really were separate, but I've decided to listen to you. That's not how it was. What the Nevi'im did was they brought uh, Hashem's light into Bria, into, although it's a lower world, in a way that it's really one with, uh, with uh, Hashem's light. And an example of this is that uh, with the, when, when we talk about a person, so the person, he has a neshama, he has his soul, and he has his goof, his body. But when we talk about the person, they're, they're one thing. It, it is not just, he's not a body. The body is just a vessel. The main thing is the soul. And the soul is one. It, when we talk about the person, we're talking about his neshama with his body. And it's like the... Um, like a snail, that the shell of the snail and the body of the snail are one thing. The, the shell is part of the snail itself. Or like, let's say you have a person who learns a lot and is a very clever person. We call him a chacham, a wise person. So seemingly, so the ideas he learns and himself are two separate things. The ideas can exist outside of this person, can exist in another person or just conceptually. But nevertheless, when the person learns, he becomes one with those ideas to the extent that he is called a chacham, a wise person. Uh, so this is also, it's not just a, a bitl, but it's yichud, it's oneness that they become one. And the same thing with Biyah, although real, 
it naturally it's a separate uh, separate from uh, Hashem, just that it's bottle, but it's 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 separate, just deciding to be bottle nullified. But the Nevi'im, they were able to uh, bring it to such a state that it's totally one with Hashem, just like in Atzilus. And therefore, they they when they prophesied, they would say Havayat's voice because Havayat is Hashem's light. That's uh, Hashem's light, which and then its voice. Now it's come into the world of legions, the world of multiplicity and Bria. But even there, it's one with one with uh, Hashem. And therefore, they still spoke about Havayat together with its voice because you still had Hashem's full light uh, without compromise, together with being in this world of multiplicity. So, in so it's and that's why Havaya it starts off with Havaya and that's the first name usually because that starts off with Hashem's light and then we bring Hashem's light also into Tzvayis and then the Nevi'im would would uh, rebuke the uh, Yidden using this name so that it's still the word of Hashem. It's not just uh, telling them off, but it's a prophecy and it's coming from Hashem. And how did the how did the Nevi'im do this? How could they bring Hashem's uh, light, which is just totally all, encomp uh, all encompassing, smothering of everything, into a world which has normally uh, uh, independence? It recognizes Hashem. It's bottle. It's nullified before Hashem, but it's still a separate thing, which is bottle. So how did they bring Hashem's uh, uh, light from beyond Aaron uh, Safe even into Bria? So this is through uh, a a level of uh, of a uh, eagle of uh, a circle normally if I can, if we're going in a way of carve of a line which is mamale then everything gets according to its level then Aaron Sof would not be able to fit into Bria but at the level of Igulim or Savior, when Hashem is just beyond and surrounding all, all worlds, so then there's no contradictions darkness light it's all it can all work together even in Bria you can have Aaron Sof. And that's why when Hannah davens, it says, Vatispalo al Hashem, she literally says she davens on, on top of Hashem, meaning that the name Havaya, uh, which is Hashem's light as, is, as it is in Atzilus, and she wanted to reach beyond that to save her, so that, and that save of energy, that beyond energy would allow to have Havaya, Hashem's full on light in Tzvos in Bria, where the, the place of multiplicity and legions, and the angels and souls, etc. Okay, next paragraph. The, and the final, this is the final paragraph of the moment. So now we can go back to the Pasuk and explain what it means, that in that very day, the, or the legions of Hashem left Egypt. So here, we don't talk about Tzvos as a separate name of Hashem, like in uh, which represents the world of Bria, but instead it's Tzvos Hashem. So in other words, Tzvos, it's the Tzvos of Hashem, rather than Tzvos is a separate name for itself. Why? Because what, what we're talking about is when we say Tzvos Hashem, we're alluding to uh, the uh, sparks of holiness, the Netsutas, uh, like we've been speaking about in many of the previous Maimarim from Baal Mateo that uh, were redeemed when the Jewish people left Egypt. So there were 202 of the 288 total sparks that were in Egypt. 
And when the Pasuk says, Vigam Erev Rav Allah it, um, that a, a great multitude came up together with the Jewish people, simply talking about many Egyptians and, and other nationalities went up together with the Jewish people when they left Egypt. But this word Rav uh, is uh, is hinting on the, the Rav is 200, basis two, so hinting on the 202 sparks that the Jewish people brought up with them when they left Egypt, that they had refined. To this idea that there was something from below, from this world, which was now connected to Avaya, <clears throat> meaning all the sparks of holiness that are that they uh, refined from the from the Mitzrayim, but it doesn't use the the two separate names Hashem Tzvos, but instead Sivas in the pasuk says Sivas Avaya because. They were so one with Hashem so that they didn't even have a separate, it wasn't like a separate thing which is uh, becoming refined, but it was there was only Hashem. And therefore, in other words, it was even a higher level of, um, of union than when the Nevi'im spoke about uh, Hashem's voice. And therefore, it, 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 it is just the tzivos of Havaya. There's only one name of Hashem. And this is just the legions of Hashem. There's only Hashem here. The difference is between someone trying to meditate and reflect, understand, and to bond with Hashem versus someone uh, versus just a, a, a total bittle before Hashem. So when a person is trying to connect or even an angel or whatever it is, is trying to connect, so there's them and there's Hashem and they're trying to connect. Whereas bittle is just that the idea is that there's only Hashem and that's it. So therefore you have only one name, Havaya, and, says, and the passage just says, Tzivus Havaya, the legions of Hashem, that this is all part of Hashem. And when the Jewish people left Egypt, they were in such a high spiritual state. It says that when Hashem took them out, it says, Hoitzi Hashem is B'nai Yisrael, that Hashem took them out. Al Tivosam, Al means literally like on, above, that they were beyond the Tzivos, beyond the, the legions, which were all these sparks of holiness that had been recaptured and brought back to Hashem. And the Jewish people, were when they were taken out, they were Al Tivosam, beyond these uh, sparks of holiness, and uh, and uh, e- even more, so to speak, uh, one with Hashem. Okay, so in short, uh, the Mimer <laughs> explains the name uh, Tzvois and explains it as bring when when Hashem is brought down into Bria, which is normally the world where there's inde- independence. Although they 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 bottled Hashem, but there there's the angels and they are nullified before Hashem, whereas uh, n- now the no- the Navi is bringing this uh, sense of oneness, that the, this sense of unity that there's only Hashem even into the world of Bria. And this was uh, necessary in order to inspire their people who were not abiding necessarily by Torah. They needed, some, they needed uh, something modified, but at the same time, it should be the real thing. It's actually Hashem. And uh, now the... The uh, Yidden, when they left Egypt, were at an even higher level. So it's not just Hashem's voice, but Silas Havai, that, that they were so one with Hashem, so that it's, it, it, there's no separate word, but it's the Silas of Hashem, the legions of Hashem. There's only uh, Hashem. And, uh, and, and, and although they're refining sparks from within the physical world, but it wasn't like a separate thing which is being refined. But once it was refined, it was, there was only uh, Hashem. And uh, and uh, the Jewish people themselves were out of those somewhere even beyond these sparks that they refined. Okay, now we're going to go to the next mimer, a short mimer, Laman Tia. So the Pasuk says, 
This is in the uh, Parakut Gimel, uh, which is, uh, we have this written inside our tefillin, that it says, um, the end of the parish of Kadesh, that uh, you should uh, have tefillin, which is a sign on your arm and a a remembrance on your your head, that uh, Hashem's Torah, Lamanti Yeter Hashem Fich, Hashem's Torah, should be in your mouth, because Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim with a mighty arm. So the question is, what's the connection between Torah, because Hashem took us out of Egypt, therefore Torah should be in our mouth, what's the connection? So now, before, before answering this, we first need to look at another uh, question in uh, Parshish Kadesh, a simple command. He says uh, that uh, sanctify every firstborn, uh, uh, both among the uh, the people and the animals. That there, but there's mitzvahs of uh, you know for the firstborn uh, child and the firstborn sheep as well, and that they should be for Hashem. And then Moshe repeats it to the Jewish people, but he adds in a whole lot of other things. And he starts off: remember the day that you left Egypt. And don't eat chametz. You're coming out in the spring, and eventually, at the end, he gets to this idea of the the bechor, the firstborn. So, what's going on? Why doesn't Moshe faithfully repeat exactly what Hashem says? And this happens many times in the Torah. Now, one more question that the uh, pasuk says: Yeshua v'akisa that you should be uh, occupied, you should uh, and, and delve into Torah by day and night. Now. There are many halachas which uh, don't apply now. And even those that do apply now don't apply to every person, every situation. So, so, so why is it so important for us to, to be, uh, you know, learning Torah by day, by day and night about many of the topics are not relevant. Lamais, they're not practically needed. So now, uh, next paragraph, Amnon. So to explain this uh, through first discussing uh, two types of love, two types of ava that a person can have. One is ava kamayim, love like water. The other is ava ka'esh, love like fire. So the difference is love like water, it's more placid, it's calm. This is like a nat- natural family. So a person loves his family, a parent loves his children, children love the parents and the siblings. This is all calm in the sense that they're always connected they, they're naturally connected, and therefore it's, it's there, but it, it's it's always there, but it's not necessarily as passionate. Then we have the passionate love, and this is uh, the, the best example of this is uh, in terms of a marriage. So they're not naturally related, but nevertheless, they form one unit together, and they come together and uh, form a greater unity even than their natural family. And this is a passionate love. So therefore, sometimes it's more, uh, it's, it goes up, sometimes it goes down, it's fiery, there could be more, uh, because of this fire, there can be uh, more powerful uh, disagreements and uh, uh, more powerful uh, fighting as well. So, so now, so we have these two types of love. There's one which is constant and it stays, it always stays, that's the love like water. Then we have the love like fire, and then which is going up and down and constantly changing. So on one hand, we are Shem's children, and therefore we have the love like water. 
And then we also, we are, we're like Hashem's spouse because Hashem leaves behind everything, the higher worlds and lower worlds, and he leaves behind everything and limits himself in order to connect to us, that he specifically wants to be in this low world and to make a dear him in order that he can bond with us. Although this requires symptom, a great contraction to, in order to be limited to, to, to be involved in a physical world. But still, that's what Hashem wants out of this passionate love, the love like fire. And, and due to this, the Torah also descends to discuss physical things. And this is all because of Hashem's love for us. And this is not a natural love. Uh, but, but what love does is it makes, uh, uh, makes the, the lover do things which are unnatural and, and uh, you could almost say irrational. But that's Hashem's Ratzah and that's Hashem's desire. And the Ratzah and the desire then controls the, the following sphere. So it controls Chachma that, uh, that uh, Hashem, uh, who's the highest of high, he, because he's so high, therefore he's got no limits and he can even go into the place of limitation. And <clears throat> the Pasuk says, which is in so how do we know Hashem, our spouse? It's through him sitting with the Zikne Aretz, the elders and the, the wise of the land. So Zakein is, uh, is connected to Chachma, Zakein Zeshikon Chachma. And the, we connect Hashem through his Chachma in Aretz, in the earth, that the, the Torah, Hashem's Chachma, comes in to discuss physical things. And this is out of the great love of Hashem to limit himself to, into, to be involved in the physical. And therefore, how do we respond with the same uh, passion and beyond that that uh, just like Hashem, he, he, he decides he wants nothing but, but us, uh, so, so to uh, we, uh, that we want nothing but Hashem, and the, although this is also not natural for us, that we're physical beings, but nevertheless, we go beyond our nature and just all we, to give ourselves over completely to Hashem, like we see that where we see that where you want, wherever you want, that's where the rest of the person follows. If the person wants something, then his mind follows as well. And therefore, when with a sheikhar, with a bribe, that if the person wants a certain one, a certain uh, litigant to win, then he'll his mind will understand that way, and he'll really think that person deserves to win uh, the court case. Uh, so similarly. Hashem wants to be with us, even though it does, it's unnatural. So the person also, uh, although it's unnatural, should uh, uh, drop all other desires and just want to cleave to Hashem. And therefore, just wants to learn day and night without stopping because all he wants is connection to Hashem. In other words, it's not just about telling me what to do, how I can best live. It's just I, uh, rotten, this desire for Hashem that's unquenched no matter what. And uh, so this is just like Hashem, uh, out of his love to us, he, does, he uh, limits himself to be involved with us. So to the person does uh, cop, cop, uh, mirroring Hashem. Next paragraph, Vizel Lamantia. So now we can go back to the Pasuk Lamantia that, uh, that it says uh, to remember Mitzrayim in order for uh, Hashem's Torah to be in our mouth because Hashem took us out with a, a strong arm. 
Yad is uh, Yemin, like the Gemara says in Menachas. Uh, so the hand always means the right hand. And uh, therefore, when we it talks about Hashem's Yad, Chazaka's strong hand, so Yad is really the hand of mercy. But nevertheless, Hashem went against mercy in order to punish the Egyptians, in order for us to come out. Like it says, Valvarity, Mitzrayim, that I went, uh, you could read Valvarity, not like the simple meaning, I passed through Egypt, Hashem says, but Valvarity, I went against my middos to use din, to use severity in Mitzrayim, even though it's Hashem's right hand, which normally is kindness and mercy. And this was all out of love for the Jewish people. Uh, so out of love for a, a very gentle father might out of love for his son uh, be uh, strong and get angry at others who are disturbing his son. And uh, similarly with Hashem, that in order to let the Jewish people out, he went against his nature of Rachamim in order to be severe and punish and have the Makos, the, the ten plagues. And therefore, we should have the Torah of Hashem constantly on our mouth, that we should, just like Hashem went against his nature for us, we should go against our nature to just be totally engrossed and uh, uh, focused on Hashem. And therefore, uh, it's, therefore, it says... One time it says, and then uh, Moshe is saying something different to the people because Moshe is telling the people according to what they can receive. And uh, Hashem knows how, what symptom will be necessary in order for the world to uh, take it in. And Hashem is willing for that because of his love of us, he's willing to limit himself into the way in the, the, the silent system that we can take it in. In short, just as Hashem goes against his nature in coming down, relating to us because of this love like fire, this fiery love that he has for the Jewish people, so he's willing to come to this symptom, so too we can go against our nature to just forget about all else and just jump forward to Hashem's Torah, to be totally engrossed in it, whether it relates to, whether it's in instructing us in something in our lives or not, we just want to connect.